So we heard the comment from Dan Orlovsky moments ago from ESPN about uh, the New England Patriots becoming a basically a power run team. Is that is that the way? How how did you take the comment from Orlovsky on what this means for the offense? Yeah, that they want. That's how they're going to play. Two tight ends. Well, first of all, they don't really have two tight ends. When you say two tight ends, people start to think like, oh, you got two big bodies for the end of the line of scrimmage, and you're just gonna basically line up those seven guys and blow people off. Who's their blocking tight end? I don't even think they have one. Uh, I guess right now it's Sokol. I mean, yeah. maybe they could find a, a meathead, or that's where you go extra O-lineman, but someone that, you don't like have two that. tight ends. Jelani Tavai. And he sucked at fullback the day I saw it. So they don't have a fullback. They don't have blocking tight ends. And unless I missed something, their mm-hmm. offensive line might be the biggest question mark on the team right now. We haven't seen the first O-line all camp. And yet... You're telling me what they're going to do offensively is just line up and smash people in the mouth and run the ball? I don't think. I think they're going to run the ball. Oh, yeah. I think they're going to run the ball in some creative ways. I also think we're going to get used to the old um, Charlie Weiss circa 2003. Throw it sideways. passing game yep. is an extension of the running game. Yeah, brother. These little screens out there and bubbles Kendrick and whatever the Bourne hell. Kendrick Bourne is yes. now a factor again. Absolutely. Because it's really more about what the running game could mean to the offense. And, again, now that there is someone there who can think and be creative offensively, it's all of the stuff that you can work off of it and hard I'm completely with you and listen I'm as big a run game as there is but it's about 50 50 now if you are focused on the run otherwise you're in that kind of throwing it you know 54 percent of the time or something like that and it's funny I thought you and I were definitely going to share a brain on this because I heard that from Orlovsky and I was like eh how is it really any different The amount of carries are not going to change. What you're hoping changes is that if Ramondre Stevenson is going to give you 250 and Zeke's going to give you 150, that you now have a better backup where it's not so much about Kevin Harris. You nailed it. It's about Zeke replacing Damian Harris. And if there was one thing we could count on with Damian Harris – with a lighter workload than what a guy like Zeke Elliott or Ramondre Stevenson has had is that he gets dinged up every year. And I think that's where the hope is with Zeke. On the whole, the guy has been healthy. But if he gives you better backup carries and the ability to be, I don't know, functional in the pass game, because here's the thing about Zeke, great pass protector. And where did the Patriots have issues last year? In the red area. Now, I don't look at that and say Ramondre Stevenson necessarily. However, there was the fumble around the goal line against Cincinnati that I'm sure old Bilton Hoodstein down there has not let that slip out of his mind. Well, two things here. First of all, I do find it like Zeke has taken care of the football. But two, three years ago now, Mm -hmm. he had the loosest hands in the NFL. I don't know if you remember that stretch. Like, they were benching him. He was fumbling almost untouched he went through a weird one of those you know got the yips kind of I think he had like seven fumbles it was like when he was it was it was like a rookie coming in yes. it was like early Ramon like it, it there was one or two and then it got in his head and it became a thing so, so to, to your point I, I'm looking at it right now that would have been 2020 so the COVID year 
and that was six fumbles that it year. It was bad, and yeah. there might have been a few more. He also like, had six and 18. It, it, it was a – so yeah. he has made himself now into this guy that doesn't fumble, but it wasn't that long ago that he was fumbleitis. But it doesn't surprise me when you hear James White talk about Bill liking Zeke because <clears> – <throat> He, what's not to like? Like, people will fixate on, oh, he used to rush for 1,800 yards, lead, blah, 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 blah. My guess is Bill fixates on, he's a good running back. He does that. Mm-hmm. Oh, but he passed pros better than anybody. He's yep. not a superstar that's just going to, like, oops, I tripped and I missed my block kind of guy. No. He gets short yardage. He gets, he lowers the pads and gets in. Like, my guess is those are the things Bill likes more than the flashy fantasy football numbers. That right. He has. That, I, 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 you nailed it. And uh, James White this morning was on Sirius XM NFL radio. He was with uh, Alex Marvez. And James White not only talked about bringing in Zeke, but Hart, listen to the tail end of this. And, folks, it's about a minute. But listen to the very end of it and what James White says about Bill Belichick having talked about Zeke Elliott in the past. He's bringing a veteran presence to that running back room. I know Ramondre Stevenson, he's he's going to be the lead guy. He's going to be the bell cow guy. But I think having Zeke in that backfield, obviously he's a, a proven veteran. You know, he may not have, you know, the 1,500, 1,600 rushing yards like he like he was having his first few years. He's great in the red zone, so I'm sure they'll use him in the running game there. And he's great on third down and picking up blitzes. So I think he'll have a huge impact when it comes to that. And I think it just adds depth. In that running back room, like I said Ramondre Stevenson, he kind of wore down a little bit towards the back half of the season. I know he probably wasn't expecting to play as many snaps as what he did once Damian Harris went down for a good portion of the season. He was playing probably 80, 90 percent of the snaps, playing first, second and third down. So those two probably just rotate. It's huge to have that one two punch to, you know, spell a guy and there's no drop off. I said Ramondre won't get worn down as much as Zeke won't get worn down. But those those are big powerful, strong, fast guys who can catch the football. And that's that's what you want in a running back. And I know uh, Bill Belichick has always had a great time talking about some of the best backs in the league. And Zeke, I know he's a big fan of Zeke. Whenever we would compete against those guys, he would always talk him up. So to have him on his roster, I know he's loving that. That little nugget at the end there, always talking about, always talking up Zeke. Let's us know what Bill Belichick thinks about the guy. Absolutely. And here's it. So I looked last year. If I just said off the top of your head, how many carries did Ramondre have last year? 261. That's funny. 210. No, but I would have guessed around 250. Last year, Zeke had 231. So what's really interesting is, is you're bringing in a back who, even though he is not what he once was when he was 21 years old when he first came into the league, He's a guy who had a similar workload to Ramondre. Now, I expect I expect that to shift a little bit. But when I'm looking at the numbers between the two combined guys, if you're at 450 carries over the course of a season, which, as we will dive into, is right about the sweet spot, uh, you're splitting it between a number one running back who is entering his prime and a number one running back who is on the back nine but still productive. Well, I was thinking, I was trying to think of who is Zeke? Because over the years, we've had endless stars come to New England late in their career, whether it's high-end Corey Dillon gives you a franchise yep. record rushing, 
whether it's Moss, John Lynch doesn't make it out of the preseason, Steven whether Jackson. it's Steven Jackson, whether it's Chad Ochocinco, like who, who do you who in your mind realistically not because I heard somebody call. I think it was the Greg Hill show this morning. They were talking about somebody was like, you know, in my mind, he's kind of a blend between Antoine Smith and Corey Dillon. I don't think that's it. Those guys led the team in rushing. They were the bell cows. They were the reason those two teams went to the Super Bowl. Dylan ran for over sixteen hundred franchise in 03 record three or 04 Most or whatever in the it history was. of the organization. That that ain't yeah, happening. That. Antoine Smith led the team to the Super Bowl. Like he was a key part of that offense. The mm-hmm. numbers weren't weren't Corey Dillon like, but he was the bell cow. He, I don't think he's going to be anything like that. So I'm trying to think of an example where they've had this big name. Former star, all-pro guy, come in and, to steal a word from Robert Kraft in the early, subjugate his ego and become the backup, the 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 next in line. And can he do that? Because, like, Chad Ochocinco, that doesn't work. Like, where does he fall on that, that spectrum I, I'm, of superstars? I'm even trying to, like, think of guys that would have been in the trenches who had big reputations that came here – uh, but Brian Waters, right? right? But he was clearly on the back nine of the career, and it was can we squeeze a year out of the guy? Yeah, like Junior Seau. I'm like, because he's he's a star name player. Bingo. But I don't know what he is now, and that's I don't know where he fits on that hierarchy of of I, late career additions, I, I, big names. That's a great question because I don't know if or is he just unique? I that's what I was gonna say. I don't think they have anybody that sort of fits in the way that Zeke does because. Look, is he a declining player? Yes, he's a running back heading towards 30. We know that. But, you know, like uh, in the Twitch chat, Celtics rule uh, or Celtic green, uh, Zeke is washed. It's not washed. It's well, not it might like the guy, I don't know. I don't think it's that the guy can't play, but he is no longer going to, you know, he's not catching 70 balls and carrying it 300 times. If if that's your definition of him being a stud, or if you want to say that because he can't do that, then he's washed, then that's fine. But we know that he still has something to bring to this team. I, You know what, Hart? There isn't anybody. Like, I'm really trying to rack my brain on – there wasn't a tight end that came in here. Maybe Brandon Lloyd. Ah, uh, Brandon was Lloyd a wasn't a star, though. You know who I like, want to throw out there? Who? In a different role. Of course. Larry Centers. When he came here, and he was only here for maybe a year. You know what? He was like a Pro Bowl fullback pass catcher. Came in, wasn't a centerpiece guy, but fulfilled a role for that team. I'm sure you've been following along our 20th anniversary celebration of the 03 championship season through the eyes of Christian Fourier. Sure. Uh, And uh, well done. Uh, And Fourier has completely poo-pooed Larry Centers. Because when he came in, it was always a big name, but it didn't really fit. Because that was a year where they brought – so Fred McCrary was one of the tight ends, and they brought in centers that year in 03. Well, Fred McCrary was a fullback slash tight end. Right, and he ended up and playing – a very nice fellow. More tight – oh, really? I didn't know that. Did very, the Patriots Football Weekly uh, diary with him every day at training camp practice. No kidding. Wow. It was very enjoyable until they realized he talked too much and they put the clamps and they, on him. Right. That's, uh, it feels like Bailey Zappi is going to get some of that. I don't think he's going to be rolling out terminology like he was uh, after the game. Uh, but I, I, there isn't anybody that fits. Honestly, 
even Junior Seau, like you brought up Seau. God, remember when he came here? How many older Patriots or how many former Patriots that were doing breakdown were like, oh, he's just a pile jumper. That's all he does. And it's like, no, you sort of learned that there was more depth there to Junior Seau's game, even though he wasn't the guy that he was 10 years earlier. So let me give you – so I, I wanted to go back because I knew Antoine Smith 01 was sort of the guy. Yep. And then it kind of faded from there. Yeah. Um, Antoine Smith over his next two seasons is probably what you're looking for. So Antoine Smith in 2002 had 250 carries for 980 yards, 3.9 yards per carry, six touchdowns. Maybe a little higher than you're looking for. The next year he was a buck 82 for carries, 640 yards, three touchdowns. So my guess is somewhere between those two things, right? A hundred high hundred carries type guy. Say you give him 185 carries at, you know, four yards a carry if you just right. go for a minimum and he catches 30 balls over the course of 17 games. Yeah, so not first year Antoine where he was the bell cow, but sort of the fading Antoine. I'm going to look up Larry Centers, though, too. Somebody in the uh, text mentioned Fred Taylor because that's at least a running back. However, uh, by the time Fred Taylor got here, he was 33. Yeah. I just looked it up. Like, I knew he was old, but I didn't. So Zeke is, what, five years younger than Fred Taylor when Fred Taylor got here, and it just it didn't work out. And the year before Fred Taylor came here in Jacksonville, it was like 557 rushing yards, and they could – I mean, he had sort of – saying that he wore out his welcome is bad, but he had like 11 seasons there where he was a high-end player, and you knew with Fred Taylor it was that, hey, is there one more kick of the can left? But I don't think the expectations for a guy like Taylor were not like what we have with Elliott, where, quite honestly, I'm looking at the uh, carries per season, Hart, because – our reaction was the same. Oh, you think they're just going to become a running team? There were only a couple of years towards the end of Tom Brady's career where the numbers in terms of rushing plays and pass plays kind of got out of whack. Like in 2015, Hart, this is amazing when I go back and think about it. So in 2014, threw the ball 609 times, ran it 438. Okay. The next year in 2015, threw the ball 629 times, only ran it 383. And the very next year in 2016, they got back to the balance. Threw it 550, ran it 482 times. You're looking at about 425 to 475 carries over the course of a season, and some of those numbers, in theory, could really go up in terms of the amount of plays run. We now have a 17th game. If you're better on offense, which the Patriots should be, you end up having more production, more plays, blah, blah, blah. So let's say they get to somewhere between 450 and 500 carries. You now have two guys that are capable of handling, what do you figure, 80 to 85% of those carries if Stevenson and, and Elliott can stay upright. Sure. Those are high-end guys 
for a overwhelming bulk of the carries that you should have over the course of a regular season. I don't think it's going to get tilted to where it's going to be they're running it 600 times no. and only throwing it 400. No. No, no, no. Not unless Malik Cunningham is the quarterback and is part of the rushing game, and we can talk about that later. Well, that'll, yeah. Um, and that would change everything. The other thing I like what it does before I get to some of the names that are flying in on the text line, which I think your bias of how you view your expectations for Ezekiel Elliott comes through in your comparisons. No doubt. But um, the the moving of Kevin Harris, Pierre Strong, whoever, down a slot, I love. Because I'm comfortable. I kind of like Kevin Harris. But now as the third guy, if it's, mm-hmm. oh, well, let's just say Zeke misses two games to a insert X injury here. Now Kevin Harris just gets his six carries each of those games behind Ramondre. I like that opportunity versus that upside, whereas right now the way it is, Ramondre and just those two guys, Strong and Harris, and now Strong is dealing with something, that felt really bad. That felt like a plan destined for just doom. I'm with you. Now you feel like you have some depth there. Okay. Uh, and, and just quickly, you also now have two guys who it doesn't matter what down they're on the field. Yes. You have to respect or their ability to catch, to block, and to run. Put them on there together. Split backs. I've been crying for more split backs I for would about have, 12 years now. Every I'm, time they have two decent backs, I'm like, why not put them both on the field? See how teams react to, you, to it. See what you can do. Somebody uh, texted in earlier, and I don't know how much truth, that they used Elliott a little bit at fullback last year in front of Tony Pollard. Okay, I'm fine to see how if Bill O'Brien wants to play with that a little bit and put them both on the field. I formation. What are we doing? I don't care. Fullback fake. We're going to run sure. 90 flip now. Well, you heard me yesterday. I wanted Malik Cunningham, Marcus Jones, and Demario Douglas on the field. Let's throw Zeke and Ramondre Stevenson and just screw the hell with oh offensive my God. I mean, defensive coordinators. Um, so some of the number, some of the names that are coming in. Again, I think your view is is so you have Stephen Jackson, which was we call him the the corpse of Stephen. It was a disaster. Post, absolute yeah, he toast. Had, that was a guy who had nothing left. Hopefully, Zeke has more left than that. I would agree. Darrell Revis, who helped you win a Super Bowl and was a dominant corner over the second half of that season, I don't think Zeke has that left. I think we're in the – Chris Long I like. Chris Long was an end-of-the-career contributor, mm-hmm. helped, rotational guy. Oh, he and Ninkovich were best buddies, and he would get his re- – like, to me, Chris Long is probably one that you're hoping – Zeke slides into that type of role. Trusted veteran. Oh, he's got a little personality, but he's not trying to steal the show or be the eye guy. He's personality, talks, maybe even takes pressure off Ramondre and some of these young guys in that area. Well, oh, Zeke's having his funny press conference that he does once a week, and he takes a little pressure off everybody. Martellus Bennett style, lightens the load. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe Martellus Bennett's in, in answer, too. As the second tight end with Gronk made some plays, filled in when Gronk yeah, gets hurt. Yeah, he ended up getting Dances hurt with the cheerleaders. for a while or whatever, right? Didn't well, he Zeke end up could getting get hurt too? Well, so could uh, Max. So could Bill. Bill could slip on a prosciutto at a restaurant in Boston and end up well, I'm suing. With you on Bill, but old running backs tend to get hurt. It's kind of the uh, nature of the beast. Um, I, you know what about Chris Long though, and and where I would tie it into Zeke. Chris Long was apparently miserable here, but shut his mouth. Yeah. And that's what Zeke might need to do. Like, he, oh, he could he, get his eyes opened. Uh, yes. Hey, wait, we're not in Dallas anymore? Oh, no. Oh, this is not how this went in you Dallas. You know what? And that's the thing is that if you're Zeke Elliott, you are walking into a completely different world now. Uh, there is no owner that is going to come in and save you because he drafted you. Like, that stuff is gone. And I wonder about that kind of adjustment for Zeke Elliott 